1: I am so excited to have my friend Thomas Otranto here for our first ever Adventures in Prophecy. Thomas Otranto is an amazing guy. I've interviewed him twice. The first one was for my first podcast, Adventures in God. And then now that we've rebranded, it's called Adventures in the Spirit on the Charisma Podcast Network. That episode is going to launch here in just about three weeks at the end of this month. I'm excited for that. It was two hours of audio Wow. Two hours of audio, and I can only give you guys like 30 minutes or or 40 minutes or so. So I, I still don't know what to do with the, the next hour and a half or so, but we'll see. Uh, I'm so excited to have Thomas here. Um, and before uh, we, we begin, you know, please share this broadcast with your friends and family. And feel free to pick up a copy of the Spirit Empowered Journal. Um, I'd written it for you so that you could be empowered as you read the Scripture, as you interact with the Scripture, as the wonderful Holy Spirit reveals Scripture to you. So you could pick this up on Amazon.com or even on FirebornMinistries.com. It's only like 12 bucks or so, um, and it, it goes deeper into the, scrip- the Scripture. But Thomas, it's a pleasure to have you here, man.
0: Well, thanks for inviting me, and um, every time we've come together to do something... Uh, Holy Spirit always gets involved, and the first time that we met, you know, it was powerful. And even when we ministered together, or, you know, doing fire tunnels or just prophesying to people, whatever, it, it, God's always been in it. And He's, I knew it was divine connection, divine appointment. And I'm looking you know, for, I'm excited about what He's going to do, and I'm looking forward to more opportunities. And so, if you're all the people that are here tonight, if you would just leave a comment like where you're from and Um, if you have any questions or, uh, something that God lays on your heart that you want us to, uh, engage or whatever, uh, please leave a comment and look forward to seeing what God's going to do tonight.
1: Yeah. So Thomas, we were, we've been talking earlier. we got our producer, Don Nash here. We're excited for him in the background. Uh, so give, give Don a big round of applause if you will. Uh, but all three of us are prophetic people. Mm -hmm and it stems from intimacy with Jesus okay. intimacy with Jesus and mm-hmm. uh, you know like we don't want to glorify the gifts we want to glorify the giver of the gifts Amen. Jesus Christ himself mm-hmm. but i also believe that that as we spend more time in intimacy with Jesus he reveals more and more to us he reveals secrets the this deep secret things to those who pursue him those who passionately pursue him so thomas what is god currently telling you for this day this hour wow that's
0: a, a mouthful so we could go a number of different directions but god's really i've been getting a lot of downloads i've had some dreams about what's coming um in this next season the election season um the stuff with the, uh, coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, also things that are coming, um, within the next year and a half, it's going to start like, uh, volcanic activity, earthquakes. Um, and I'm not a doom or gloomer because God showed me that all these things are uh, opportunities. They're like an open door. So, you know, we, as the church, when we see things like this happening, just like the God gave me the dream about the uh, tornadoes that went into Tennessee. Uh, That's the church that steps out and looks for these opportunities and gets involved. We're going to see great and mighty things. And we're going to see the gifts and the anointings uh, work in full. I'll see the church actually multiplying food, um, laying hands on the sick. um, And it's going to get to the point where the government's not going to have the answers. And we have God that really bothers him when we turn to the government first for answers because he's he wants us to turn to him. And um, a lot of times he'll allow us to go through things as long as we, we're trusting in the wrong thing or we have our ear tuned to the media or we're listening to the scare tactics. He does not want us to operate in a spirit of fear, but right. in um, peace and, and shalom and um, the sound mind and bringing our thoughts into captivity and going into the... Taking our concerns into the prayer closet,
1: right? You know, for me, I know that there's a lot of people panicking and worrying, but the scripture says, "Do not worry." Now, for me, I I don't think the Holy Spirit has shown me anything about the current coronavirus, right? But I know that Sean Bowles, a, a prophet, a prophetic minister in the prophetic office, has it was on Fox News about what the Lord showed him, but. Is there anything specifically that God has shown you about this current situation? Um,
0: so when I started, I took it to him in the prayer closet and the Psalms 91 came to me, you know, and about the, um, we may see a thousand fall or, or left hand and 10,000 or right hand, but the arrow or the pestilences. So it's about faith and it's about even as children of God, we can get ourselves in a position where we're not under the umbrella of what he actually wants for us like um the other thing that was come to me was when Jesus was in Nazareth and he told his disciples he said this is Jesus himself he says there's little I can do here because of their unbelief and there's just something about unbelief and, and that's why I It was critical that God says, my people need to get their ear out of the world and stop listening to the fear and stop come to me with their concerns, not the government or or do I need a vaccine or do I need to... Yes, God uses people and he uses doctors, but that should not be our first resource. Our first resources is on our face, on our knees, seeking him, and he's going to give us solutions. And when we step out like Peter of the boat, we're going to see the miraculous and we're going to lay hands on the sick and, and people that may have the virus or even passed away, we're going to see the raising of the dead. We're going to see people healed because we have faith and we know who we belong to. And, and the Bible is not just a story. It's real. That's right. And we take the verses and we say, you said, Lord, in this verse, that by your stripes we are healed and we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And if you actually believe that and you step out of the boat like Peter, the other disciples could have walked on water, but they stayed in the boat. But Peter believed,
1: right.
0: and because he believed and he knew God and he saw his miracles, he says, he is able, and I am able, and I can do this. And if we, and the word that kept coming to me, I told um, Jared earlier, was boldness. And when we read his word and we take him at his word, we step out in boldness. We will see the miraculous. We will see the healings. We will see the signs and the wonders and the miracles and the multiplication of food, which is going to be important. That's coming up in the next few years where... There's going to be a um, there's going to be a great need for, you know, we see in San Francisco and um, other places where they have tent cities and people that don't have mm-hmm. anything and all. That's where the church needs to get out, get going and and and, and cast out demons, lay hands on right. people, see them healed, clearing some mind, get back into the uh, God's in the miracle business and He can take uh, a crooked stick and draw a straight line. He can take somebody else's junk and turn it into treasure. Right.
1: You know, I was in Orlando the other week, and a friend of mine, Joshua Buchanan, had asked me what I thought about the coronavirus scare, if you yeah. will. Yeah. I said, well, what I know is that in this day, this hour, the church is to shine brighter. Yes. And and then I'd said, when it first started kicking off, I knew that there will be reports of healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. And then Charisma News had just picked that up and published it several days before I was in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, we're, we're already dump, jumping into some very deep stuff uh, <laughs> about what God is showing. But I believe in food multiplication. I, I want to share a quick testimony about what the when I saw God multiply, multiply food, I was in Honduras leading a, a team of missionaries from the youth group that I was youth pastor at that time. And we went into this village, and we were going door to door to door and we're preaching the gospel, and we're encouraging people to go to this crusade where there'd be 15 or 20,000 people. We saw amazing signs and wonders, you know, all to the glory of Jesus. But we had 30 bags of food, 30 bags of food. And we went door to door to door, giving the gospel and handing off food to people. But we'd set down what we had on our hands and then when we're done we'd pick everything back up after giving the food away. Come on. But after like 20 some houses we realized we still have 30 bags of food. <laughs> 30 ba- So all of us were just like this is incredible. I think we went to every house in that village. Gave them food. We still had 30 bags of food left. I mean this stuff is multiplying and eventually like we when we're leaving there's this massive crowd and we start pushing it out of the back of the van you know just you know everything that we'd had left and it was amazing we had to drive off with that so i'm excited for what god has what else is the holy spirit showing you
0: okay um so another thing that i get a lot of questions about lately is about the stock market mm. and everybody's concerned about what's going on so the verse that came to me is the god said an unjust scale is an abomination and for a government just to print money out of nothing and just push it out there is not god's will right so so when we do when you see that when you see a fiat currency where the government where the government just thinks well just print more money just print more money and we run in 20 30 trillion dollars in debt that's not god's will god's clear in his word that we're not supposed to be in debt because the debt is a slave to the lender Mm -hmm. and so we're not supposed to be that way of course i still have a mortgage on my house but that's it. I don't. I pay my all my other bills every month. I pay them all. I, I try, and I'm trying to get my house paid off because I know that pleases God. And and if He knows that's your heart, and your, and He said, "I'll supply your needs according to my riches and glory." That don't mean all your wants. It just means your needs. And so well, if we if we're good stewards of what He gives us, and we, and and um, you it pleases God. He knows your heart, and and He'll He'll put a blessing on you. But if you're operating where you're spending and you're because you want things then that's then yes okay a lot of christians get in trouble because of that and so there's a consequence right there's a law of sowing and reaping not that god can't forgive not that god can't wipe it clean but but you're you're you have to have a shift in mindset and come in alignment with what he says in his word but yes there's going to be a correction in the stock market um you're going to see bounces come up i i I prophesied this over a week ago before the market crashed I pulled all my money out of the um, stock market. and I stuck in the government securities because way my, and I did it the day before it crashed, and then I told my son and my brother-in-law and other people. I said, "There's going to be a bounce. It's going to come back up." And I said, "Then it's going to come down." And I said, "You're going to see some wild swings, but I said there's going to be a major correction in the stock market, and um, that's coming." And um, people say, "Well, what about Trump and the election and all?" And um, so if we look at what. I had a, a dream and God showed me, he says what Trump went through. He said, Trump went through bankruptcy and he said, um, he, he was in debt, millions and millions of dollars in debt. He said, not only did he turn that around, but he said he, he, God blessed him and expanded him and got, and that was part of his, um, training and what God was doing because America's going to do the same thing. America's going to go through bankruptcy. Got, uh, Trump's working on and, and I'm an independent, so don't get me wrong. So I, I I'm not tied to a, a party. I'm just, I'm, I'm, my party's Jesus and in, in the kingdom, but, um, but God's using Trump. He has an anointing on him. He was called and God's going to allow America's. So the trade deals that he's been working is for the correction on the other side that we have to have reciprocal trade, not running deficits. And then they'll also... When the House turns back to the Republican control, then there's going to be a push to go back to a balanced budget. And when we go to a balanced budget and we have reciprocal trade, dollar for dollar, that we're not running a deficit, or if we're running a deficit here or we've got a surplus there, that that he's going to allow him to get us back on sound footing. That's coming, but there's going to be a crash first, and we're going to go through some hardships, and there's going to be a time of upheaval, in in America and there's going to be, um, issues in the streets and people that are going to get desperate to do desperate things, but don't worry. God's people are going to be protected. And he showed me that there's great, um, warning angels that are going to be sent to protect us around our house, that they can't come. Even if people come try to get at you, there'll be like a wall that stops them. And, um, that's coming and, um, you write it down if I'm wrong, I'll admit it, but that's what I see. That's what I feel. That's what God's been showing me. And so right now is not a time to be trying to buy the bottom and wait for the bounce to come back up time. Now is time to get into sound money. What's sound money? God's money is gold and silver. God showed me a while back to get out of um, debt and start buying silver and start buying gold. Just like when he told, uh, he says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's but render unto God what's God, the spiritual things. But then he told him to go down there and catch a fish and open his mouth up. And what did he pull out? It wasn't a dollar bill. It was a gold coin. Wow. So that's what I see.
1: That's incredible. You mentioned (laughs) angelic visitations. Now, guys, there's always conversation before and after broadcasts or recordings. Uh, so, (laughs) (laughs) So earlier we were talking about angelic visitations. And I'd mentioned the first time I physically... I believe physically saw an angel because spiritually I'd seen them before, encountered them before, you know, always test them, remember that, always test them Mm -hmm. uh, as to did Jesus Christ come in the flesh, you know, but you'll also sense it by peace, you'll sense it by the presence. But I'd shared how the first time, make a long story short, I was casting demons out of a young lady with a team of people and we're at this conference and someone, like while I'm laying hands on this young person, you know, casting these, these demons out, it's like I looked up and then out of the crowd came this person walking towards me I mean. and then said, here, use this. Even right now, my hand's on fire <laughs> talking about this. Here, use Come this. On. And and they, they handed me a bottle of 100% pure virgin olive oil to use as a weapon of warfare. And that person was set free in the name of Jesus. I'd had that bottle of oil, 100% pure virgin olive oil from Israel, by the way you know, very symbolic. Jesus is the the anointing oil, the, the olives, all that, the crushing, all that. So we we're talking about angels. Thomas had an incredible story of angels. Would you mind sharing that? Okay. So this was, uh,
0: I came out of the Baptist church and now I'm a coastal, but um, I was seeking God, you know, and um, a lot of things happened, but I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and that's I fasted for a week in a, my hotel room, and um, that's when I had the um, Holy Spirit come upon me, and I started speaking in tongues first time. It was Arabic, and then it went into um, Native American, and then it went into Asian. But there was a lot of things that happened. I was, for two weeks after that, at night, I could wake up, and I had two columns on each side of my bed look like mm-hmm. DNA strands. And then one night, the ceiling opened up, and I could see the stars. Um and then jesus showed up for the first time in my dreams and spoke to me but um after that like a month after that G, uh jesus culture was coming to columbia i was in charleston and a friend of mine mike wilson asked me let's go and i'm like let's go and I, yeah and so um it was in columbia about an hour away but the night before the concert god woke me up and he says i want you to go early because i want you to pray and so i called mike up because we were riding together and i'm like mike guess what? He goes, let me guess. He goes, God wants you to go early to pray. And I go, he goes, he told me the same thing. And so I'm like, okay, so let's go. So I went there and, um, it was this big, massive building in the middle of Columbia, South Carolina. And, um, I had my tallit and I put it on and I'm going around this building and God told me what to pray for. He says, call down angels. He said, my warring angels on each corner of the building to hold back any forces of darkness so that my Holy Spirit can have free reign because there's lives inside. There's a bunch of young kids in there that he said that their lives need to be changed and it's going to happen tonight and it's going to be making impact for the kingdom. And, um, I said, okay, so I had my tool on, I'm walking around the building and I'm like, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm like, ali, and then I'm walking around the building people looking at me and I didn't care. Cause I was on assignment. I'm crying and I'm praying. And I'm walking around, and then I would stop at each corner and say, God, and I have my hand in the air, send your angel here, whatever one right there. And I went around the building three times. And the third time I went around the building, I was coming back. And um, the third time, that's amazing one, two, three, God works in threes, right? right? And so I was coming back the third time, and I'm praying. All of a sudden, one guy touches me on this shoulder, and another guy touches me on that shoulder from behind and they say, what are you doing? And I'm thinking, I told you, I, said, I thought they were security or something, you know, like maybe this guy's kind of crazy, you know, cause I've got his to on and I'm, and I'm, praying out loud. I'm praying in the spirit. Right. And they said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm praying. I mean, what are you praying for? And I said, I'm asking God to send his angels to hold back the forces of darkness so the Holy spirit can move and change these lo- young lives for the kingdom. And he said, can we pray with you? And I said, sure. And uh, so we were holding hands and we were praying. And, um, God, send your angels, and God, make a move. And, and I forgot everything that we were praying for, but we were, I was all totally in the spirit. And they said, we got to go. And I said, I got to go too, because Mike was holding my spot in the line. And, I, you know, so I had to kind of get through the crowd and get get in line. And um, so I walked about 10 steps and I turned around and I said, they were gone. And I'm like, wow, them guys are fast. They must have had a you new know, one to hurry to get somewhere. And so about a week later, I didn't, even re- I didn't even register in my mind. About a week later, I'm praying and God says, remember when I, you asked me to send my angels mm-hmm. he says i sent two of them and they prayed with you wow That's and amazing. they you know what and most of the time when i've seen angels like in the flesh they're they didn't have wings they just look like regular men they just but they had an aura about them they had a spirit about them and it was just um they're no nonsense they're they're all about on assignment and they're going to do their assignment they're sent they don't just come on their own but um but just like right now, there's I, I don't see them, but I sense two angels. And there's oh, yeah. ones right there and one's right oh, yeah. there.
1: Yeah, there was one earlier right behind your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. good.
0: And I can sense them. And I sense them all the time in my house or whatever. Even in the, middle of the night I wake up and I can see the angels. And sometimes, and they're active, right? And they're like moving. Or I can see something. I could send my hand up like this and I could just see them like around me, like just standing guard.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So ta- still talking about angels, you know, <clears throat> they come in many different sizes, I've seen them be like seven foot tall, twenty foot tall. You know, um, some of them are warring angels. Some of yeah. them have the armor of God. Uh, one of them has a suit <laughs> and tie. <laughs> and uh, you know, God does what He wants when He wants how He wants. Yeah. You know, I don't want to put God in a box, uh, but can you describe? You, you mentioned the physical uh, encounters that you'd had, where an uh, mm. angel physically appeared to you, and the Scripture even says that. Don't forbid, you know, entertaining strangers, because in so doing, you may entertain angels. So I think it's exciting. I think angels also love to peek in on us and, you know, watch us worship Jesus, watch us glorify yeah. Him. You know, I think I think that they love that. But can you describe a spiritual encounter you may have had with an angel? Yes. So, um,
0: well, I've had several encounters, but even when I was four years old, I before I was even saved, God was watching over me. But I was... We were living in a trailer in Norfolk, and um, I was cranking the crank on the front of the trailer like rat patrol, you know, like a siren, and it was going down, 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 down like that, and it was on center blocks, because my dad just, that's what he did, he had two center blocks, and then a little post that comes down that you jack, it was on there, but I was jacking, and the trailer was going down, 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 and it was going to, eventually it would have shifted and fell on me at four years old, and as soon as I did it, all of a sudden I had this urge or this sense, like, look up. So I looked up and then, as like, fast as lightning, I saw three angels like this, and they were. And I looked up and they were three of them there, and it looked like they were in a, a some kind of craft, like. But it was like Wonder Woman's. It was like you could see it, the outline, but it was transparent, mm. and you could see them. And they were like three together, and they traveled three together like this. And the first one looked at me and, and went like this, and sh- they didn't say a word. They just shook it. One shook its head no, and I knew. It's in, in that realm, when angels, they don't always have to speak. You just kind of know. And I knew that they told me, no, don't do that. And then the next one beside him stuck his finger up on its mouth like, don't say a thing. And then the one in front looked up, and there was a cloud in the sky that I couldn't see past, but there was light shining past the cloud to the angel, and they were looking up. And it was like they were communicating without saying anything. And then as fast as they got there, they left. That's the first time I remember having accounts for angels. The next one was um the one I'd shared with you before is when... I had a um, open vision and I saw God in His clock. But immediately after that, it was this angel and he was about fifty foot tall, and he was he had white on, but he had a breastplate, and he had it was, it was like armor. But he wasn't a warring soldier. He was a I mean an angel. He was an angel of the records, and he had a, a satchel like this and had like four or five scrolls here and he had one in his hand. And the and when you think of seals, most people think of wax, but the seal was actually like silver and it was real fancy looking and it was ornate and he had it like this and he looked straight ahead he didn't even like he didn't even acknowledge that i was there I'll, he's up here and i'm looking up at him and he's looking past me like into eternity like the soldier you would see in front of the buckingham palace he was just straight ahead looking like that and then he looked back over where god was in his at inside his clock and then he turned back and he pushed his thumbs down and this thing opened up like this and then he pulled a scroll out from left to right, like Hebrews write, like the Jews write. And he pulled it only about that far, and I could see Hebrew writing on it. And I looked back at God, and I said, "God, I don't understand." And He goes, "It's not time for you to understand yet." But I saw this angel, and he and I, but without Him telling me who He was, I knew He was the angel of the record. And the scroll He had in my His hand was my scroll, and it was my future.
1: Wow, wow, that's
0: amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Oh. Jesus.
0: One time I almost drowned and I didn't see this angel, but I got pulled out of the water But it was like, I didn't have a shirt on, but it was like, he grabbed me by my shirt and pulled me out of the water like this, but I didn't have a shirt on. And I got to the land and we were, and the friends that I was, with was a burrow pit. And they were like, I'm like, who pulled me out of the water? Who pulled me out of the water? And they're like, who are you talking about? And they were all laughing and giggling like that. And I was, it was so devastating to me. I was like, I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home. And, um, I left and I didn't realize it was an angel, but Later on, God showed me that he saved my life there, and then it was another time I was in a car wreck that my car was flipping down 64, and um, I got hit in the side, and my car started flipping multiple times, and I walked away. All I had was a little scratch on my shoulder, and the state police came there, and he goes, I knew it was angels protecting me, and he goes, son, i I've been at State Trooper for 20 years. He says, people don't walk away from the kind of accidents. He says, there's nothing wrong with you. I don't understand it. And I said, well, it's because God protected me. I knew it was his angels that protected me, right? I didn't actually see them, but I knew that there was no way I could make it without the angels' protection.
1: So, Well, Psalm 91, I mean, you know, we, we abide in in Jesus. We abide under his wings, you know, and he'll send angels to protect us, to guide us, to, you know, they're part of the process, um, what do you do, say in spiritual warfare? Do you, um, how do you interact or how, pray to Jesus to know that there's a, an awareness of angels or dispatching angels? Because for me, I believe it's okay to pray to Jesus and, and call forth legions of angels. Yes, into and, situations. Yes, yes.
0: So a lot of so a lot of Christians, every Christian has angels assigned to them, and some of them are bored to death because we never ask for their help and we never engage because God gave us a free will. And because of our free will, he will not step past that boundary. And he says, that's why he said in Jeremiah 33, call upon me and then I'll answer you and show you great mighty things that thou knowest not. And the angels are ready to do great mighty things, but we have to call on him. And then there's, um, he says we have not because we ask not. And there's there's just so many verses that we could go on. But, you know, if we realize that there are angels because he said they are, and that we can expect him, if we say it in anticipation, God... I say it for my children all the time god send your mighty angel to, to to break off or hold off anything that may try to hurt my children or or any kind of demonic attack or whatever lord put a hedge of protection around them and as their father i have a covering over them so i can i can speak that and so i know if you know who you are and you know who you who you belong to and and what resources that we have that we can call on not just angels but many other things and um we tap into the storm of heaven and we call things down and angels are the ones that deliver it and they're, um, and they're around us all the time, even if we don't sense them, even if we don't feel it. Cause I don't always feel them. I don't always right. sense them, but they're always there and they're ready to get engaged. And there's so many things that we'll never get victory over unless we partner with the angels, because that's what they're sent for. And there there's things that only they can do that we can't do.
1: Right now I'm in full agreement. I know that, uh, we worship Jesus, but we could be aware of the supernatural around us and partnering with heaven, partnering with, with Jesus, partnering with the angels. It's, it's an adventure. And that's something that I, I like to say a lot. It's an adventure. Um, Thomas, I know that, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm looking on my phone, so I'm sharing this on (laughs) different, different platforms, different things, you know, (laughs) just to bless people. Mm -hmm. Uh, if, if you're watching, please feel free to, to share, you know, more people, uh, will hopefully be encouraged through this. So thank you for that. Um, for those of you, watching now or even watching later. But, um Thomas, how did you first start hearing the voice of God? When When was that? And then may, maybe people watching or who will watch mm, later may yeah. identify with, with that path.
0: I think God's always speaking, even when we don't hear Him. But the first time I really recognized Him, see, I was in the Baptist church and I was just religious. And the first time I remember Him speaking to me was in um, Washington State, Bremerton, and, um, I was TDY with the government and God woke me up in the middle of the night. And, um, it was like, I was just sleeping when he expected. And it was like, when you go to sleep right before you actually go out in that in-between state, I felt like a thumping on my chest and I could hear the Lord speak to me clearly. He says, you have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. And he spoke it three times on Tuesday night, same verse, two times Wednesday night. And one time Thursday night and then Friday night, he gave me a different verse. And it was, I was like Samuel by then I was like, at first I didn't realize it was him talking to me. But after about the third time, the first night, I'm like, God's dealing with me. I don't know what. And then second and then third night. And then that Friday night, he says, in that day, many will come before me saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I cast out demons? Mm-hmm. Matthew seven and did all these works in my name. He says, I'm going to depart, tell you to depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. And I realized that, that at that time, there's many people in the church they have a form of godliness to deny the power of the holy spirit there's all these churches that say god don't do that today and god don't work that way today and there's no prophets today and apostles and they don't recognize the five more ministry they don't believe in healing you don't see them doing it in a church it's all i call it the frozen chosen and that don't mean that some of them can't be saved i'm not the judge of that but i will know that god directly told me i that verse and it scared me and then that's that was friday night that sunday i was in church and um there was things that happened Saturday. Two people come kept, twice came up to me and said, "I need to talk to you." And God's telling me to tell you this, and He loves you. And, and then oh. uh, different things on that Saturday, and that Sunday, I went there. And then God, first time it ever happened to me, He poured liquid love on me. Oh. I didn't even know as a Baptist, I didn't even know what being. I just I just knew what it was, but I never had a, never heard anybody talk about it or anything. I told my wife, I says, "It feels like somebody's pouring liquid on me. And it's love," and I started um, crying and weeping and. Um, that's when i got saved and then that started me on my path of seeking more of god more of the gifts and everything i said god i want everything
1: you have for me right it's it's okay to seek the gifts okay we seek the giver the scripture says earnestly desire spiritual gifts earnestly desire but we obviously need to earnestly desire jesus a lot more but we can ask and receive you know, we could, we could pursue these things because God is a good God. He loves his kids. Mm-hmm. He loves you so much. You know, he gives nothing but good things. Um, is there something that you'd like to encourage people out there who are on a spiritual journey of wanting to hear God more? Yes. Don't try to pattern yourself after other people.
0: Where that person right. does it, I want to do that because what God has for you might be totally different. It all comes out of relationship. Seek the giver, not the gifts. I did. I seek. I seek the gifts through the giver. Yep. And it was out of relationship, and I just wanted to know Him. And once I realized when He poured liquid love on me, it changed everything, and and, and it changed how I saw other people and how I saw myself. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to more of Him, and I just wanted to please Him. And I'm just telling you this. The, the thing is, is ask God to. Reveal himself to you. Ask your God. Say, here's a prayer I pray almost every day. God, let me see me like you see me and help me see others like you see them. And God, if there's anything in me that's between me and you, sins, knowingly or unknowingly, please forgive me. Keep a shorter record of anything that might be between you and God. And that will kind of help open the door of hearing from him and just wait upon him. And just, you know, just read the word, get in some good worship music and just get in his presence and say, Lord, I'm here. I want to know what's on your heart. Don't have an agenda or a punch list. You know, I need this. I need, don't even do that. Just wait upon Him and just say, Lord, I just want to know what's on Your heart, and I just want to be in Your presence. And through that, God will just start revealing things to you, and you'll start knowing things. I started feeling. I was a feel I started feeling things, and then I started getting pictures and words like mm. that. And it
1: was all out of relationship. Out of relationship, because that is where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be rooted and grounded in love. God is love, rooted and grounded in Jesus. You know. Um, Yes, guys, if you've ever been hurt by ministries like like this, uh, prophetic, evangelistic, you name it, we are sorry. We are sorry. You know, Mm. people can go crazy. I I understand that. For some reason, I just feel kind of compelled to say that. I'm Mm. sorry. I am sorry. There are abuses. There are misuses out there. You know, God knows the heart. God loves you. You know, if you've been hurt by a ministry— you know Jesus is pursuing you. He's wooing you back. He's calling you uh, back into His presence. You know He loves you. Mm, he yes. He won't stop. He won't stop loving mm. you. He won't stop pursuing you. Yeah. You know um, we we're at church earlier today, and I was just worshiping, and this new song started coming coming to me about how He runs after me you know the the image of the prodigal son was in my mind as this new song you know the the worship band was singing an, an amazing song but this new song was going on in my head about he runs after me he runs after you so if you're struggling or if you've walked away from the church you know we are sorry you know but put your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Get back into fellowship with him first and then with the church fellowship because we need that. The the Bible says, "Do not forsake the assembling together of the saints." Now, it, it how that looks, how that is expressed, you know, just plug in somewhere. Whether it's a big church, a small church, a home church, a small group, whatever it looks like, where two or more are gathered in his name, he is in their midst. Amen. So it's a small group of three, four, five people meeting consistently. That's great. I mean, I go to a church of like 3,000 people, you know, uh, whatever it looks like, what, wherever you feel at home, but don't give up on Jesus. Amen. Um, Thomas, is there something else you'd like to share with our, our viewers, our listeners, or people who will listen into this yeah. podcast or even watch this later? So I
0: have so many keys, but here's a key that I'll give you. Don't seek the person that self-promotes. Mm. Seek the person that walks in humility and brokenness because they're the ones that are more likely to hear what God has to say. When somebody's so quick to give you the card or tell you their position or whatever like that and they're self-promoting, and I call it eye disease, eye this and eye that, that's the person you probably want to be a little cautious. And just seek somebody that has that anointing, that loves the Lord, that will speak to you in love, not somebody that sticks their finger in your face. And um, you, you'll know when you're around people that, that have that anointing and, and, and humility because when they spend time with Jesus they're going to start looking like Jesus they're going to start talking like mm-hmm. Jesus and they're going to start walking and acting like Jesus and that's the people that you should try to put yourself around or in your inner circle Not don't let somebody that wants to micromanage you or try to control right. you
1: right oh I understand that big time <laughs> uh, you know <clears throat> surround yourself with people who love Jesus. Surround yourself yeah. with life-giving people, people who encourage, people who edify, you know, uh minister to everybody in love. Yes. You know, uh, but I know what it's like. I've been in ministry for a number of years and I've had to set limits and boundaries. You know, had to refresh, had to even, you know, cut, yeah. you know, make red lines in the sand. I mean, just, you know, had had to do these things for my personal health so that I could keep ministering. I mean, there's a lot of burnout out there. Yeah. You know, pastors burn out, you know, leaders burn out, you know, volunteers burn out, you know, uh, so learn how to have a Sabbath rest. You know, for me, yeah. I, I seriously, I have to be intentional. Okay. I will wake up early. I'll stay up late. I mean, it's go, go, go. It's multiple side hustles and, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know, but the presence is key. Yeah but also take it a Sabbath rest, whatever day that looks like, you know, mm. Saturday, all day, just rest Sunday, all day, just rest. You know, uh, I'm not saying be legalistic about a Sabbath rest, but take a rest. I mean, my bride just finished her MBA. It was nonstop. Praise so she's amazing, <laughs> yeah. but she just finished her, her MBA and then led a team at, at wave Church's De- women's devoted conference taking care of like 30 or 40 women, you know, doing incredible things. It's nonstop. And then even today it's church, but then it's rest this afternoon. So take your rest, guys, rest in the presence of God. Bob Jones had said that the 2020s will be where we won't have to engage in too much warfare because we're in the rest of God. Um, We'll we'll wait to see how that word is fulfilled. But um, guys, I want to encourage you, connect with Thomas Otranto online. He has a ministry that is... You know, like that's how we'd connected, I think, initially. And then I'd reached out to him to interview him for my first podcast, Adventures in God, and then the now it's on Charisma Podcast Network Network Adventures in the Spirit. Um, so his episode is coming out in just a couple weeks. But connect with him online, seek Jesus first. Amen. But he does have uh dream interpretations, you know, things like that. So um could you share something real quick? because we've only got a few more minutes, share something real quick on how you got led into dream interpretations online. Well, the first time that Jesus showed up and spoke
0: to me when I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, all he told me was a Bible verse. He said, James 4.10, which is, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he shall raise you up. But ever since Jesus showed up in my dreams, I've always had the ability, when Mm -hmm. other people tell me their dreams, it's like I see their dream, and I feel Mm -hmm. their dream, and it's like I'm in their dream. And so when I, as people start telling me their dreams, I don't believe in, I don't believe in symbolism. I believe that you can use that, but that's the, uh, not because I believe it all has to be spirit led. So as somebody tells me their dream, the Holy Spirit reveals me because what somebody says, I see a dog, what another person might mean a dog right. might be aggressive and the other one might be my best friend. But, right. it, but so the Holy Spirit has to reveal to you what that is, but. I've had people come to me that they had problems when nobody could interpret their dreams. And I had people from all over, all over the world, actually, and they'll tell me their dreams. And I don't think there's only been a few times where I said, I didn't, I'm not getting anything, but I'm going to take it to the Lord. And then I usually come back and say, here's what God showed me. And then I'll give them the dream. But I've never had one where I couldn't interpret it.
1: So Wow. Yeah, guys, that's exciting. So reach out to Thomas Otranto. What, are there? Is there another way that people could get a hold of you?
0: So, um, Facebook is the best way I try to protect my personal space around my house and everything. But there is, after I get to know people through Facebook or we contact or something, I'll give you, sometimes I give you my personal phone number or, or we'll meet in person like I did Jared and then we become friends. But, um, I always, I was always spirit led. So, you know, reach out to me that way. And, um, that, that, that's a good opening. So, um, and I also do prophetic words and, um, different things but um at first i was just opening it up to everybody and then i started getting so many i had to kind of cut it off but so now just friends and people that are through this podcast you know come to me and, and make a request and if the gods has something i'll give it
1: to you if he doesn't i don't so can you do me a favor my friend ricky is watching okay can you pray for her ricky ricky um jesus
0: lord what do you have Hmm. Ricky here I feel that um what you were ooh, what what I, you were involved with some things in ministry before and um but you had a feeling that it was more and it's not really but I'm saying that what you were doing is not where you're going and God's going to open up some um, opportunity for you and he's going to bring some people he, he likes your heart he likes it when you pray with him and spend time with him and he also likes your worship when nobody else is around, he sees that. And it, it, he it's like, I see a funny side to you. Like God, you make God laugh sometimes by the time that you spend with him. And, um, but he's got a, a, a unique ministry opportunity coming, just rest and trusting him. He's gonna bring, it's not gonna be something you have to push, pull on, it'll be opened up and it'll be some divine encounters coming and you're gonna have an impact. And I see not just on women, but also in children's ministry. You're going to have some impact because you're going to see some things and you're going to people that spend through some things and you're going to help them get through that and God and you're going to open up the door for them. It's going to be healing and ministry and um, what you went through was just preparation to where you're going. So um, kind of open up to the Lord to give him a blank check, spend time with him and walk in anticipation, knowing that he's got something for you and it's coming. Walk in expectation.
1: Amen. Hey, Ricky, reach out to me. Let me know how that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're open. You know, we're, we're transparent. Yeah. You know, if, if it's correct, let us know. If it was wrong, please let us yeah. know. You know, we're all in this together. Yeah, we so. love everybody out there watching. Uh, again, guys, I encourage you, get a copy of the Spirit and Power Journal on Amazon.com, FirebornMinistries.com. It's an incredible system that God showed me that will enlighten the Scripture to you, highlights the Scriptures to you, get you talking to the wonderful Holy Spirit, and this is my gift for my very first guest on Adventures come in Prophecy. <laughs> so, yeah, this is for Thomas. Well, thank you Love very you, much.
0: Wow, that's a blessing. And you've continually blessed, you know, and I knew that our connection was divine and that, you know, there's more to come. And I actually see uh, this is just a start and there's going to be a lot more things coming to where eventually we'll be brought before uh Governmental and other people, yeah, it's coming. So, um, Amen. yeah, this is season coming where people will seek us out because they're going to know when when the government has no solutions and people are running to and fro. They're going to say, "Hey, I know a person. I know a guy," and they're going and they're going to seek us out, and we're going to be brought before people to tell them what God has
1: can, to say. Can I just confirm this? Yeah. I mean, this has been spoken before, but our producer right there, Don Nash, was just telling me this on the phone yesterday. Right. Yeah.
0: And I had no clue, but I just tell you what God's
1: showing. Me. Hey guys, that was Divine. Thank you so much for joining in on Adventures in Prophecy. This is my guest, Thomas Otranto. Connect with him. We love you. We bless yes. you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook.
1: And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. Whatever you're saving up for,